0: Episode 82 Pyramids of Mars, not the Pyramids of Mars, just Pyramids of Mars. A quintessential, some would say iconic, uh episode from the early Tom Baker era. What's it about, dear? Uh
1: grammar's not there for today.
0: Just No, no, there's a lot of titles where where I'm like, wait, does it have the in it or like wait, how is it how's it how, like is it this or that? and it's like oh god damn it just fucking have proper naming conventions please
1: mm-hmm. all right well um there's a pyramid it's on mars actually it's a mountain with some trees it's Jurassic park side f also known as egypt they're breaking into totally a pyramid and not at all styrofoam and they break into this ancient wall thing and steal everything inside except there's a green light. And then the dude just dies. Whoopsie! And then there goes the TARDIS. Sarah found a dress that the doctor's like, oh, Victoria used to wear that. Now I'm sad. And then the doctor's also apparently middle-aged now, so that's something. He's gonna get a Lambo at some point. Um, oh, uh, oh no. The, uh, the TARDIS got shot by a rat, cow, anteater thing? And it shows up in the TARDIS, <laughs> and only Sarah can see it. And she's like, "Ah!" And he's like, "No, you're crazy." But then they've now landed somewhere, and it's in Egypt at some point. It's—I it, thought it was Egypt. It's actually Unit, but years ago, before everything was like built. Because remember, there was a fire. Remember that thing There's they talked about? that burnt
0: down the house that was originally there. Hey, mm-hmm. they actually set it up.
1: <laughs> I mean, they do. There's a
0: man. I mean, it's kind of super obvious that when they're like, "Hey, this is the house that was oh here before God. Unit was here," but wait, didn't that house oh burn no. down?
1: I just, I just realized who our bad guy is. I forgot who he looks like. Um, there's a man playing an organ, and he's now upset that someone came to say hello because they have questions, and he looks like Alex Kramer.
0: He really does, and, and we were even what? joking because he's wearing a fez. Yeah, he's wearing a fez, and we were like, "Okay, if he takes off the if he takes off the fez and he has like the the sort of curly wild hair, <sighs> then it's Alex. If he has sort of more uh, uh styled uh, uh straighter slicker uh-huh. hair, then it's Barry." And he took off the fez, and it was like wild, <laughs> like curly hair. We're like, "Oh my god, it is just Alex! It is.
1: It really, really is." Um, anyway, Alex is not allowing someone to come back into the building, at least until the professor returns. Also, the doctor is here and has found a door that is locked, and everyone is actually behind that door, but then when they realize that people are behind the door that's locked that people shouldn't be back there, the doctor and Sarah run away. There's apparently a fucking doctor named Warlock, and he needs to be aware of this, Egypt- of this Egyptian guy who's mean. And no one knows that there's a second key to this wing, says the creepy old man. It'd make Fez guy very angry. But as we leave, we see a fucking coffin open and moving on its own. Too bad. While uh, Alex and someone else argue, a man screams and dies in the other room. He was apparently strangled, though. And Alex is like, oh, Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to pray about something and then pull a gun. It was very much so, like, oh, I pray you get better, or I'm praying for for good health, but not for you.
0: (laughs) It was very much a call an ambulance, but not for me. Yeah. Sort of thing. Uh
1: huh. So (laughs) the other dude runs away, and then Alex goes to awaken the mug me with his hypnotism scarab thing. And the doctor has taken away (laughs) bowler cap dude as fast as possible. So now we have to tell Lawrence. So Sarah runs off and the doctor leaves bowler hat behind to run from Alex Kramer. And then a himbo mummy is now coming after Sarah while the doctor carries the gunshot bowler hat man back to the house to be saved and then we reenact the fucking Lord of the Rings with Sarah for a bit Alex (laughs) hears God like it's literally just like the tree branch and oh my god yeah
0: hiding under the giant tree branch root as like the the ring wraiths are going over to chase Frodo and like it's standing above the root and you're like looking around like oh my god is the mummy gonna see Sarah Um,
1: so Alex hears God speak to him and the mummy and him head home and Alex prays to a sarcophagus, and the doctor doesn't want to call the police, and says, like, listen, time travel, and don't mess with my things, says Scar-bro-dude. And then Professor... Uh, Scarman. Uh, Scarman apparently invented something not invented yet for years, but when showing it off, it breaks, it explodes. And apparently, they have gotten an SOS off of the thing, because we use a more advanced machine... Uh, to basically, like, th- hear the thing that the original Sheen was going to hear. And then the organ man is playing again, and Alex is, like, hanging out, playing the organ. He has multiple nut mummies now. And he basically says, hey, <laughs> Set slash Sutek, their god, is to be worried about. So Alex then opens a portal through the sarcophagus, which lets someone come through while the doctor watches from afar. And it's Set. Uh, Set's a pr- like, helper dude who is now hanging out and wants Alex to look directly at him and he's like, oh, this is Set's servant. And then he we kill Alex and then the servant's like, let's kill everyone on Earth. And then that was the part.
0: Yep. Yep, the servant. So so that character's called the servant. He is a, a servant of Set or Sutek. If you're a big fan of Egyptology, this is gonna be either weirdly fascinating to you or kind of annoying um so uh the the face that appears to them in the TARDIS was meant to be like jackal-like but like it's so vague looking and like it's it, it appears and disappears really quickly that like you can't really tell it's like was that a dog was that a fucking borzoi face yeah <laughs> like it's really weird um so uh god this episode um Uh, first of all, uh, unlike other episodes that have had an organ-based type score, like, uh, the War Games did, in certain scenes, Dudley Simpson took it upon himself, and took the opportunity to perform on a nearby church organ himself. He was like, you know what, if we're gonna have an organ for this, I wanna fucking perform on an actual church organ. (laughs) (laughs) I just know how to do it, so fuck it, whatever. Exactly! Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) Uh one of, one of the more interesting things that I found out about this episode uh, that I didn't know because I've never actually watched Queer as Folk um extracts from this episode were used in Channel 4's 1999 series Queer as Folk written by uh Russell T Davies who you may know as the the showrunner for the first four uh, plus special seasons of the new series of Doctor Who when it came out uh, uh the program intercut uh, the I bring sutex gift of death to all humans scene at the end of the first episode with some of the most explicit gay sex ever seen on mainstream TV. Uh, it's fair to say that nobody working on Doctor Who in 1975 was expecting this. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Um. I just like to think about that. Um. But yeah, this th- this is one of those episodes where a lot is kind of set up, and it's it's very much a Kind of a world-building episode, and kind of an episode that I like to think its vision was a little bit bigger than its budget and technical ability, um, which you're going to see a lot of in this area, especially in the 80s, uh, where it's like, they have a really neat story, but it's clear they had to cut a lot of stuff or change some stuff purely because they just could not do the details. Um, Some of the effects in this look fine, some of them look very dated and cheesy, and some of them just look straight up bad. yeah um,
1: it, it. i mean it was literally just this... like a dog cow ant eater thing
0: yes yes uh but yeah th- this is very much that that it's it's an interesting story in what it wants to talk about but uh what we'll continue though what happens in part two dear
1: sorry um i'm trying to remember what animal sutek is i believe he has a flamingo head i want to say I want to say he's a pharaoh. I have
0: no idea. I have never I've never been an Egyptology kind of person. That's All true. I know about Sutek. Oh no, uh it says well, okay, this is the Doctor Who wiki, but it says the jackal. Mm-hmm. So I think he I think he's meant to be a jackal, but that might just be the head that he shows and has in this. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, he, so, like, the uh, Sutex yeah. head in general is jackal-like. It's very long and narrow, but I think he's supposed to be, like, a bird. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna worry about that.
0: Um. Yes. We'll talk about that more when we get to, like, part four, because yeah. that's when we really need to talk about Egyptology.
1: Alright, so, the, the dude turns into a weird-looking old man, uh, who was one of the previous dudes who is now dead, and commands all the mummies around a bunch. They have generators apparently made out of various clay jars, uh and the sarcophagus is what threw off the TARDIS because it's a time space tunnel for sutek slash Set, which he sucks into basically. And then he, th- he, the Doctor, like throws something into it and saves himself. But he has a migraine, so you know he just got to lay down for a bit. It's fine. Um. A random farmer is in the woods, watching a mummy fuck around for a bit, uh, and the doctor, by the way, isn't waking up, so they go into a nearby priest hole, and the the farmer just falls a little bit. We're not
0: joking, it's literally called a priest hole. I did make the joke that, you know, Catholic priests, but they literally call it a priest hole.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um... (laughs) he <laughs>
0: or, or, or 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 as i colloquially called it uh, a glory holy
1: <laughs> uh... anyway keep going uh-huh i don't know how to after that anyway uh, uh he walked into tell what happens. an invisible wall and the farmer gets freaked out runs away the gunshot guy gets confronted by the fake marcus/warlock slash dude sets helper dude but he's doing all these weird words and all humans in his new barrier are going to die. But then a mummy walks in and a CD crashes. But also a shot. man. The, the man who got, who got shot originally is now killed. And then the doctor is now coming to set and apparently is very smart. But we need to reverse polarize that one scarab ring thing. Too bad fake dude came in and knows someone is hiding in the building and wants to kill them. The farmer comes up. Fucking shoots him. Does nothing. Farmer gets chased. Doctor escapes their hidey hole and they follow after the mummies before they come back down the hall again. The building is full of machinery and it looks like they're kind of building a rocket to get set out of Mars so that Horace can't fuck with them. That's basically... <sighs> yeah. Um, the professor is brought into the TARDIS and he's like, whoa, and Sarah just wants to leave. And the doctor's like, no, look, if we look into the future and see if we don't mess with it, it's all fucked up. Look at all this stock footage. It's all bad. So we go back and save the timeline. So too bad. The mummies are still chasing (laughs) after that farmer in the woods. Set is very upset because he wants that fucking Uh rocket to be built. Too bad. Sarah has found the dead body of that one guy who got shot and the doctor fixes the machine. The doctor wants to disconnect the brainwave, so but he's worried that it might kill fake dude. Too bad the outside hunter farmer dude is caught by the mummies and squished. And then they switch the power on instead, and the mummies all come inside to forcibly order their Taco Bell while choking out Sarah.
0: <laughs> Don't we just Yeah. <laughs> ordering the fucking Taco Bell.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so I, I feel I want to I want to get back real quick. And I want to I want to just
1: mention people should listen to the fucking commentary. It's great.
0: The commentary for this one is a good one to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, except for the fact that it's all over the place because my fucking CD player is dying. Well, DVD player is dying again, which I'm really pissed off about because this is the second one I've had,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it's out of warranty now, so I can't get another one for free. Uh, but. Uh, when we, when Deers kind of jokingly calling the mummies himbo mummies, uh, that's not a joke. They are Dorito shaped, like they are big and buff, uh, b- big buff mummies. Um, uh, there is a specific scene in an episode, in, in a part coming up that we'll talk about. I'll when 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 Deer talks about it, I'll just quickly say now, uh, the Doctor as a disguise dresses up as the mummy and dear was like that's very clearly not him and i was like actually tom baker didn't want to dress in the mummy outfit because he was like no fuck that i'm not getting in that fucking thing i'm a fucking actor and the director was like you're getting in that fucking thing because this is going to be an authentic scene you're going to do what i fucking tell you to do (laughs) so in the scene where where tom baker is uh where the Doctor's sort of disguising himself as a mummy, that is actually Tom Baker in the outfit. The director forced him to get in there. <laughs> uh, which I like, and I appreciate that the director did that, because it would have been very easy to just make it a, a stunt person to do. And yeah, they could have just done that, but I appreciate more that it was the actual actor. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, something I didn't realise, but this story kind of does... Uh, in in made me realise. The scenes in Sutec's quote-unquote tomb in this story in Egypt, in the very beginning of part one, uh, are kind of the first time this series has visited a country on Earth outside of the United Kingdom, since like, The Enemy of the World, which was a second Doctor story, if you remember that one. The one where there was a guy who looked exactly like the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Nearly ten years since they've had a story not based, like, in the UK when it's been on Earth, which yeah. is just, huh? Okay, um, I guess. Also, oh, another here. thing you may have, s- uh, yeah, another thing you may have started to pick up on is that uh, the first two stories uh in this series, uh, sorry, the first. This is the first of two stories in this series where. Uh, every single character in the story, spoiler, dies, <laughs> except for the doctor and and uh, the companion. Um, again, the, the mid-70s has a lot of weird horror and a lot of, like, really kind of dark and dour stories where it's just, like, a lot of people just die. Um, but the horror in this kind of makes sense because this entire season... Every story from it is basically a tribute to classic horror and science fiction films. Um, this one was obviously a tribute to the Mummy-style films from the 30s and, like, 40s Hammer remakes. Uh, you have, uh, like, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers-type stuff. You have Planet of Evil, like, I- I- classic sort of invisible monster-type stuff. Uh, the next story, you have, like, more Invasion of the Body Snatchers-type thing. You have a Frankenstein story coming up and like you have like a little shop of horrors slash the the original thing style horror like it's it's kind of weird but i kind of like that they had like a, a a creative vision of what they wanted to do with this season, of like, hey, how about this season, all the stories are kind of like this. It's not like a story arc where it's like, you know, they're all based on this this one person doing all these things. But it's like a thematic arc of like, mm-hmm. they're all just based on these like classic horror style universal monsters. uh, Which I really like, because I think it it sets it apart from other seasons in its own way. Um, But yeah, what happens in the next part, dear? Um, okay, but
1: you remember how we were all choking out Sarah for Taco Bell? Everyone's okay, actually, and the machine's broken now. Um. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Did we get the Taco Bell? Uh, no. The doctor goes to head off and Sarah (sighs) follows, even though Dangus stays behind. And now there's an old order to kill the doctor and Sarah, but they found the weird rocket thing, so they really want to go through the space-time portal to fuck with Set. But what if instead we just blow up the rocket with our blasting gel and Scarborough is like, I'm sad. And then... The doctor and Sarah head off to find the barrier, and we need to find the door now. The door is, of course, a fucking jar, so we use our magic screwdriver on it, and it makes some bad noises, and the wall's gone. Too bad Set is like, bro, I can fucking- I can see you fucking with it, and, you know, stop it. Uh So they pull out a water bottle from inside, and it's a me- mechanism thing which the doctor then pockets Sarah and the doctor go back to that farmer's house, find the explosives, look around for a while. While back home, Scarface has an entirely unwrapped mummy, unwrapped a mummy to its wire frame. Sarah, at one point, throws some fucking explosives at the doctor. He's having a bad time. Too bad fake Scarborough (laughs) is tracking down Sarah and the doctor now, and he almost walks into his brother's room and goes, please, we should go to therapy. He almost kind of gets through to him, but then he's like, show me where that fucking alien is. Cut to the doctor and Sarah, preparing to try to blow up the pyramid, and they have no detonator or fuses. Uh, Too bad Scarborough is now literally dead in the house, and his fake brother is alive. The bindings are made to literally stop all corrosion, so we are gonna put it on the doctor. And then the mummies on the side of the house are now carrying a fucking warhead, by the way. So the doctor's dressed up, and Sarah has a fucking gun, and everything is ready, so these coordinates... So take these coordinates to fire the on the warhead, and the doctor is ready to walk the explosives up while Sarah has a fucking gun. Fake dude gives the doctor the coordinate thing, and off we go. So Sarah shoots the explosives, and Set just kind of stops it with space-time. And the doctor wants to go for the time-space thingy, but what's his face is there because he, we can't keep the explosion in forever? So the Doctor goes off to time, spacey, the explosion, whatever, while the explosions are removed from the area. So it's time to go say hello to Set on Mars, and he's just hanging out! Uh, but it does break the concentration that he has, and the pyramid goes boom. But he's also very angry and wants to kill the Doctor. <laughs> now, that's
0: it. Yeah. He is, yeah. Very, very angry.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so... Something of this era, that 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 is in terms of productions, is that episode quality kind of depends on the director a lot more in this one, uh, especially this director Patty Russell, uh, who I think was a really good director for uh, Doctor Who. Uh, she always said that her job was to essentially fill in the gaps. Um, unfortunately, quite a number of scripts in this in this early era uh, have kind of not much characterization in it. Uh, so what she did was she wanted to hire good actors who could flesh it out, basically take nothing and turn it into something, um, which is what she did with with hiring certain actors to be, you know, the, uh, you know, Scarman and everything with the way he acts and uh, the, the servant actor who was the dead man come back to life. Um, but on top of that, uh, you have a lot of Little, little scenes between Sarah and the Doctor. Some of them are actually improvised between just Tom Baker and Elizabeth Sladen because, you know, they have such a good relationship and they just were like, fuck it, let's just do what we want. Like, there's a scene where um, the Doctor and Sarah calmly sort of just turn in unison to walk out of sight as a uh, of a mummy as it's turning to face them. Um, and it's that's like kind of just a gag that the two of them just thought up themselves and did it without even clearing it with the director because it was like inspired by like a Marx Brother bit that they both liked and like they were mm-hmm. just like, hey, how about we do this? That'd be funny. Um, it's pretty neat. But also there's, there is a neat moment that I do love in this episode that you kind of glossed over where they're getting the explosive and the doctor's like, oh, it's that container up there, and Sarah's like, this one, catch! Throws the container and the doctor's just like terrified catching it, just like, Whoa. and she's like, what? And he's like it's very unstable mm-hmm. a slightest sneeze could set it off and she just goes well then don't sneeze <laughs> he's like oh are there any detonators <laughs> <laughs> it's great it it's 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 great the the little little characterization like that is stuff that i really love from this season uh this sort of early era um which, it, it does make this era kind of still watchable for me. Um, there are a lot of episodes, and re-watching a lot of this, I, I'm realising I'm not as much a fan of the Philip Hinchcliffe sort of era as a lot of people tend to be. Um, I find some of it is incredibly slow and kind of meandering, and some of it does veer on caveman politics, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> uh But... It, it, that's the unfortunate scale. Uh, also, the original script for this was completely fucking different. I wouldn't be surprised if Big Finish have somehow surfaced the old script and have made or are planning to make a an, a a lost series uh, audio play based on it, like they've been doing with uh, season twelve scripts. Um, but the original script was about the Doctor and the companion attending a conference on food reserves at the British Museum and they were going to visit the brigadier who was there, and a professor, and a doctor, uh, and they were like talking about a grain that could flourish even on the surface of the moon that would solve the world's hunger problems. But then the conference would be attacked by crocodile-like Egyptian god Sobek and his army of mummies. Uh, Oh, sorry, not Sobek, Sebek. Uh, Sebek and his master, Seth, are aliens who came to Earth millennia ago, intent on conquest, but were placed in suspended animation, Via a powerful artifact called the Eye, wielded by Horus, another of their kind, um, and basically, in turn, you know, the the world's gonna get destroyed. We have to take control of this. Uh, it, ridiculous kind of shit. Instead, we got a little bit, still kind of ridiculous, and the scope is, the 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 stakes are pretty big, but it's a very small story. Like there are the small characters it's basically set in this house. And Mars, um, but it's it's a small scale story with big stakes, which is what this era is kind of very much known for, um, and it sets up a lot in terms of something that is very popular and comes back very much, which is uh, 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 Sutek and the O'Sirens, more, more so basically just Sutek, uh, but the the O'Sirens as it is, which. Yes, if you've picked it up on it, uh, the episode is implying that uh, Egyptian gods were actually aliens, uh, A race called the Osirons, Uh and Sutek, the god of death, uh, was you know a, mm-hmm. a, a criminal essentially amongst them. so they locked him up on Mars and uh, have have now he's trying to escape uh, through through hu- humanity uh, letting him free. Uh, which, you know, that's not a good thing, so we gotta stop him. Um, but, yeah, this... Sutek comes back a lot, and he's a very... I wouldn't say he's a very popular sort of villain, but he's one of the more memorable ones. Like, this episode especially is one of... Like, it was chosen to represent the early Tom Baker era at the 40th anniversary, I believe, and the 50th anniversary sort of thing where they were picking episodes to, like, show people. It's like, this was one that kind of encapsulates this era which i think is is neat and makes sense um but personally i'm i I don't really care about Mm -hmm. sutek but what happens in the next part dear
1: uh well it's the last part thankfully so everyone's dead uh actually no it's not time for that yet who are you i want to pick a fight with you Uh, I want to pick how you die since you fucked up my life, Doctor. And he's like, alright, let me just retrieve all the data about Gallifrey and learn about you instantly. And the Doctor really doesn't want to listen to Set, but fake dude calls in going, hey, we found Sarah. And they want to kill Sarah, but the Doctor's like, no! And then Set thinks a bunch about the TARDIS and Sarah for a bit before some strings pull the key to the TARDIS away from the Doctor and send it back through the sarcophagus. The Doctor can apparently control people... And Set is now controlling his mind, and they can send the Doctor back through, and he is possessed. But let's take the TARDIS and kill the Doctor when we reach Mars. Back into the TARDIS, fly to Mars, off to Mars, woohoo! And fake Dude walks out, he's like, hmm, and now we kill the Doctor. And the Doctor's like, he is dead. No, he's not, actually. Um, let's go save the world! Fake Dude is headed towards the center thing to go free Set, and there's too many doors and buttons to get through. Well, fake dude is faced with a sliding puzzle, and the the doctor comes up to the sliding puzzle afterwards, and the floor is full of explosives, and they just kind of solve it, and they also solve the next puzzle. But Sarah gets fucking captured. The doctor is trying to get Sarah out, but then hours. Then Horus shows up and goes, hey, uh, pick your fate, and everything is okay now, and now we run off, while the fake dude is destroying the Eye of Horus Jim thing. But Horus is a mummy here to fight with the other mummy, because, you know, uh, the servant then destroys the Eye and then he dies on the floor. So, Set won, right, while everyone fucking runs for the TARDIS. They go back to Earth in a weird box while Set can move around again. Time, space, sarcophagus, lights up, let's get through. And he's like, wait, no, because it's now a temporal trap! (laughs) He's now going to be stuck in time forever just to die. And then time for the time from Earth to Mars was enough, apparently, to keep him there for like two minutes because, you know, radio transmission time. But oops, the the doctor accidentally set the building on fire and they leave. And that's it.
0: Oops, Whoopsie. Sorry, real, real. Real quick. So. <laughs> the way they heavily imply that Sutex dead. Like, he, he, mm-hmm. he... Basically, it's that sort of gag of, like, he's trying to run towards the end of the corridor, but, like, as he's running, we're extending the, yeah. the corridor so he can never get to the end. It's essentially that, but, like, time version of that. Um, and they kind of do a really decent visual representation of it, in my opinion. Um, but, uh... I, I looked into it because I was like, I know there is stuff with Sutek that is technically set after this and is a sequel to it because a lot of a lot of extended media Sutek stuff is essentially Sutek trying to get revenge on the Doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a lot of reoccurring villains that are, like, single people. Um, uh, supposedly, from what I can tell, what happens... Uh, to to state that he survives um, is that he essentially sidesteps at the last second <laughs> mm-hmm. to to get out of the way. <laughs> so, uh, here, I'll read exactly what the wiki says. Mm-hmm. However, Sutek survived by, quote, stepping sideways at the last moment, remaining trapped in a sort of limbo state in The Void alive and unaging, but once again unable to move, let alone leave. However, a fragment of Sutek's mind, whom he had planted in the biodata of his son Anubis before his imprisonment managed to take over Anubis' body and put into motion a plan to free <sighs> Sutek and re-emerge with him to recover his original body. It is... bonkers? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I would say even for Doctor Who's standard, this is, like, This is clearly, like, they were bending over backwards just to get this character back. But, like, even Doctor Who doesn't, like, go anywhere near this sort of shit. Like, they have some goofy shit with, like, how the Master constantly kept escaping situations where it's very clear that he couldn't. that's
1: fine. He literally just stepped out of the way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, but this is literally, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's not a literal, like, stepping to the side at the stuff, but it's like, he kind of, I actually, I guess it kind of is literally stepping to the side, because it's like, instead of (laughs) remaining in that vortex that was going from Mars to Earth, he kind of stepped out of it at the last minute, so he would be in nothing, and just be there, instead of being dead in that vortex, which is so dumb, um. But yeah, that's how Sutek survives, Uh, (laughs) which, uh, although they do have, make something interesting out of it, where apparently, like, uh, whilst in the void, he reluctantly struck bargains with many of the other horrors that were banished there, uh, to have them follow him into the universe, uh, which he was more tethered to than they were, since he actually belonged in our universe, so it's like, okay, so it's like, Sutek's back, and he's bringing an... Uh, he's bringing his friends with him, so it's like, okay, you know, you're having goofy shit, but like, you're having fun with it. Um, I I will state as well, this was in a comic where they state explicitly how he comes back. I believe in other stuff, they kind of just don't talk about it that much. Um, uh, they also say that, like, oh, his body was what was destroyed, but not his consciousness. Uh, his consciousness, because he's technically a god, his consciousness survived and found another way to come back essentially. Uh which personally I think is a lot better than he stepped to the side at the last second. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, that's sutek I not the biggest fan of him. Uh I I feel maybe if they brought him back in the new season I would be legitimately excited because they could do some interesting stuff, especially with current day technology. Um, although I don't trust current writers and showrunners. Um but another incredibly important thing that we have to bring up, just to remind everyone that it exists and also provide more evidence, so when I we eventually get to um, Mordrin Undead, I can talk about this more explicitly, but the unit dating controversy, for those unfamiliar, the unit dating controversy is a controversy in which during the 70s, during the Third Doctor's era, screen... uh. Script editor Terence Dix avoided putting dates on any script saying, okay, well, this is set in this time at this year, because he vaguely wanted wanted to make it vague, and he wanted to make it just say, well, it's set in the future. Um, It was kind of basically assumed that everything in the 70s was set in the 80s. But that created a problem when future writers came in, and sometimes writers at the time came in, and wrote dates that didn't line up with that. For example, this one here. Sarah very clearly uh states in this that that she is from uh a, a certain time uh she says she's from 1980 and it's like okay so it is the 80s but then there are future episodes where it's like oh i i, I retired from unit in 1970s and it's like wait how did you retire in the 70s when unit didn't exist into mm-hmm. till the 80s so that's an entire thing that we'll eventually get to in about a year's time. Um But just to keep it in your mind, yes, they do actually make a point several times that Sarah is from 1980s in this, uh and it it it's kinda hilarious the way that they, they deal with all of this. Um but yeah, that's that's the last thing I wanted to say about this. Um mm-hmm. The only other thing I can probably just mention is that uh, a lot of scenes were deleted from the final broadcast because they cut way, they shot way too much. Uh, the model shot of the TARDIS landing in a landscape that was barren. Uh, an alternate 1980s Earth was meant to be used, but they decided viewers would feel it more impactful if the first reaction was just Sarah's face reacting to it, which I think yes was a good idea. Um, stuff materializing and moving around. The director was like, nope, this is slow, this is boring, this doesn't work, fuck it, go away. Um, and also, weirdly enough, this is also one of the stories where Sarah is the only female character in this. Uh, it was the same with uh, The Sontaran Experiment, uh, Revenge of the Sidemen and Planet of Evil, where there's only one female character and it's a companion. Um, it's kind of weird that it's this, 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 it's this year and the previous year that have this weird problem. Where it's like, they just don't want to write female characters. And it's not entirely Terry Nation's fault. Because he kind of kind of infamously just didn't write female characters a lot. He just either forgot or just didn't want to. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it, it's kind of annoying, especially in a story like this. Where it's like, in this story I understand, because it's a very small story. There's like a very small amount of characters. But it's like, come on. Um... There, there is, there's only two more stories I believe where this happens though. Later 70s and into the 80s, they actually get a lot more gender diverse and uh, have more, uh, more female characters in different roles, which is good. Um, but yeah, that's Pyramids of Mars. Uh, what do you think, dear?
1: Like a four, honestly. It was, I was kind
0: of bored. <laughs> so, like, even I though think, it's Alex's debut in I, Doctor yes. Who, it's four. Yes,
1: yes. I think that, <laughs> I think you and I making fun of it made me enjoy it more than actually just watching it. So, true. Yes, a four.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I feel like this story is. The idea and the concept I really like. The execution is almost there, but it feels like it's. I, you know what it feels like. It feels like a, you know how uh, the new series of Doctor Who each episode is like forty-five minutes to fifty minutes, mm-hmm. like it's, uh, uh r- roughly an hour long. It yeah. feels like a new series episode of Doctor Who, but kind of stretched out to four episodes. But it's stretched, like, that only stretches it, like, an extra half an hour, essentially. But it's, like, it's enough to make it feel like it's, like, mm, what are we really doing right now? Like, eh. Yeah. It feels like you could have done something a little bit different or had a bit more impact. But I, ch- it, 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 it's, like, this is the, the little episode that tried. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's not terrible, but it's, like, I've watched it. I don't really need to watch it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although Sarah does get her gun license in this, and I will admit, I do like the fact that Sarah is in a fucking, uh, like pure white long dress with a fucking hunting rifle.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. Like I said, there's um, a lot of parts yes. that I'm just like, I like this specifically, but as a whole, I'm just like, eh, no. Yep. So
0: yeah, I'm kind of like that with this. Except I wouldn't say, eh, no. For me, this, I'm more like. There are parts of this I I like. Parts of it I really like. Parts of it them eh, but overall I'm just like eh. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll rewatch it, but I'm not going to I'm not going to choose to. Like if if someone asked me like what episode from this season I'd want to rewatch, I would not say this one. Mm-hmm. Um But anyway, that's Pyramids of Mars. Next episode, The Android Invasion. Hmm. It's uh... Uh, there's an invasion, dear, of, uh, android. Shocking. (laughs) Uh, where are they invading? Why are they invading? Are they actually invading? Who knows? I do. I don't. And anyone who's watched the episode or read ahead knows. I don't. Uh, what I will tell you... What I will tell you is that it was actually directed by Barry Letts, who was the producer of The Third Doctor's Era, and written by Terry Nation. So, Mm. it's an interesting one indeed. Uh, Anything else you want to add, dear? (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Android Invasion! Uh, The Android Invasion. Sorry, I forgot the the. Mm. (laughs) See you next episode, everybody. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.